It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Review. Hi everyone, welcome to the Red Review podcast. Alan Davidson is not around this week. So this is Dave Galloway joined in the studio by Lewis Mickey and this week's guest, Kenny Carl. Lewis, an unexpected home defeat by Ross County on Saturday and a, a bad day at the office. Yeah, you were probably expecting a bit of a bounce coming off of that cup win against Kelly in midweek and uh, certainly losing to Ross County at home was probably not what a lot of people thought would be on the cards. Obviously, there's different circumstances that led to that, but um, yeah, certainly a, a, a big disappointing one. You could tell post-match Derek McInnes was disappointed with it. It's uh, something they'll, again, need to bounce back from quite quickly, so they'll need that cup game at the weekend against St Mirren. Yeah, uh, we'll hear from the manager in just a moment, but Kenny, following that excellent cup replay win, after extra time down at Kilmarnock great design and great attitude it all went a bit flat didn't it at the weekend we were looking for much better were we not? Oh it went so pear-shaped so pear-shaped after the excitement of uh, Wednesday's game last minute uh, on go to get through to the next round we, we thought we've talked about turning a corner for the last few weeks the Hamilton game then we got we got beat by Celtic but we put a shift in we got the result against Kilmarnock I honestly thought we'd turn that corner getting 1-0 up against uh, Ross County a, a good goal from Maine a good uh, interaction between the two forwards there got the goal and then it just went flat and it not good uh, sort of lost for words at the end of the game to be quite honest sat there and just couldn't really take it in we just capitulated too easily I thought yeah you're not the only one to share those views let's see what manager Derek McInnes had to say about a very frustrating afternoon when you go so long with 10 men, um, just those last, I don't know when it was, the last few moments in the game, you just got to make sure there's enough resilience and see it out. It, it would have been a brilliant point given the circumstances. I know it's not a brilliant point in the, the context of the fixture and in the game where we're out to win it, but Ross County were playing St. Johnson last Saturday. We have since played 90 odd minutes against the champions, didn't come on up, played extra time, travel back up, get our beds back at three in the morning. Um, so we've had two two pretty full-on games since Ross County last played and I knew the fatigue side it could be an issue but the last thing we needed was going to 10 men um, which just makes that that task even more difficult Derek they're saying his team were exhausted Lewis and simply couldn't hold out your thoughts yeah I mean it certainly I suppose at points looked like that they didn't look too laggy you know you sometimes see performances where you really really see that but I, I didn't necessarily think it was um, too obvious, but you know you can understand it. I, I do think there's you know there's probably going to be a few boys that are probably sitting on the bench there thinking, well, you know what, if that was the case, I've not played a whole lot this last week. I could have played, and I suppose that's just football. But you know, yeah, look, when you're down to ten men for that long, and you've been to extra time in midweek, that does happen. But again, at the same time, I'm sure most fans would still be expecting that regardless of that, they would get a result against Ross County. The, the red card's obviously the big turning point. Um, pretty much anyone I spoke to at the end of the game, and I would agree, said, you know, look at 1-0 for that red card. It looked like they were going to go on to kind of ease the win. Um, and then the red card happens and, and that really changes the game. Yeah, I mean, you and I spoke during the second half, didn't we? And, and, and we agreed that, you know, the performance from Aberdeen wasn't that bad, but it just... It just didn't work out, did it? No, and I mean, I suppose as well, when you look at it, 
there's two fantastic finishes from Billy Mackay. If those don't happen, it's an entirely different game. And um, sometimes that's the difference. The other team might just have a really quality striker and, and that is what happened in this case. But you need to obviously plan for that. You need to defend both of his goals better, obviously. And... Um, yeah, you, you need to be in a position where you know that, well, yeah, the other team could have a player who's going to take their chances and you need to, one, not give them chances, but also take your own. Um, and actually, there probably wasn't very many chances after the red card for Aberdeen. They just couldn't create, which is going to happen when you're down a man. But at the same time, again, it is Ross County. And with all due respect, I'm sure the fans would be expecting that you would still be able to create chances, even with 10 men against Ross County. Yeah, well, Kenny, was it a, a mental strength issue as well as a physical strength issue that came into play for Aberdeen um, I think their mental strength I don't I don't know I honestly can't answer that one I would put it down to a physical strength one definitely um, Lewis said something there you said players were tired I, I have no doubt about that not one ounce of doubt on that but that's why we've got a squad and there was players playing on Saturday then why weren't they benched Kennedy was benched he was given a rest but we had like Sir Hernandez sitting on the bench. We had McGeoch sitting on the bench. Uh, Anderson, Hedges, they never played on Wednesday night previously. They could have started the game. That would have freshened your side up. Uh, even the um, substitutions were made, was it the 76th minute from again coming off? And Cosgrove came off in the 83rd. If we were that tired, why not make the changes earlier and freshen the side up? Um, so I, I, I put it down to more a physical rather than a mental problem that Aberdeen had on Saturday yeah. it's just I, I agree with exhaustion but then why not put on fresher players Interesting that you mentioned Hernandez there uh, Kenny I, I know a few fans are scratching their heads going well why isn't he a first choice right back after arriving uh, for a big money deal it was an undisclosed fee but you know rumour has it it was half a million pounds plus um, is he just not quite match fit it's a possibility he's not match fit it's a possibility he's not used to the Scottish game yet he's maybe trying to get acclimatised to our climate you know it's uh, February time just now he did, he did play in place. Norway to be fair so that's very true and it is slightly colder um, <laughs> there is that to it as well so it could just be a case of him settling in bedding into the, the team here um, but you're not going to get bedded in I suppose if you're not going to get the game time but it, I, as I said before, I think it came down to more a physical than a mental strength. I would also like to say, just what Luke said, the two goals from Mackay I thought were fantastic. Two cracking yeah. goals taken yeah. very well by an excellent striker. Yeah. Um, but I've got a question how he's defending yeah. on both of them, especially the second. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it was a it was a terrific header for the first one back across the keeper into the net. The defending wasn't good, like you say, and it was brilliant skill uh, to score that last gas winner but he shouldn't have had the space really should he? Yeah again just both of them too much space you know when you give a striker that good that much kind of space to do something then it's not surprising when he does something you know um, the second one yes it's on his you know left foot but it's kind of one of those where it's like he has the space and it is a difficult area for him to hit but when you have the space to be able to adjust the way he did then you know it's not surprising a striker of that quality could do it the header I think even he said he was a little bit surprised that maybe it went in he was just trying to get something on it but sometimes you catch them just right and it almost seemed to go in slow motion but it was just out of Joe Luce's reach um, but yeah too much space for both of them you know probably not quite marking them tight enough you'd think if you looked at that Ross County team and you thought who's the one player we really need 
to make sure it doesn't get space in the box. It's Billy Mackay. Um, and just quickly going back to the Hernandez one, uh, we mentioned playing in Norway. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe they were on off season when he was signed. So he probably is almost going through his own little mm. mini. So it's maybe a, it's maybe a fitness thing then. Yeah, I mean, Not I would just quite yeah, match, I, I, yeah, just in terms of you know getting up to that sharpness. I'm, I'm sure he's probably kind of going through almost his own little mini preseason mm. at the moment. And, and we did see when he played that that one game that he did get the chance to play, and he was fine. But it was kind of you know still getting to know his teammates. Sometimes there was passes where it wasn't going where the teammate maybe wanted him to put it and there maybe wasn't just enough um, kind of pace about his play so you could tell there was maybe some fitness there so that, that's why I'd say that one is and on top of that Shea Logan's probably played and, and this is probably the intention better after Hernandez came in than he did before Hernandez came in which is mm. totally what I think people were expecting to happen that's what people have been asking for for a long time mm. so you, you know I, I won't blame that one too much but I mean as Kenny was saying that there were some other players who certainly when you look at Ryan Hedges he's done quite well when he's had the chance this season uh, Bruce Anderson always good for a goal you know so again there were other changes that I think could have been made. Migioc especially, you know, you lost a central midfielder with a sending off and then until Migioc came in in like the, what, 76th minute or whenever it was, they just basically played with one central midfielder and then two wingers just kind of coming in, which maybe didn't seem the best way to go about things. It didn't give them that much mm. control. Maybe if Migioc came on, they would have a bit more control. Yeah, so two yellow cards and inevitably a red for young Dean Campbell. The manager says his teenage midfielder will learn from his experience, but also he points to what he says is refereeing inconsistency from Gavin Duncan. It's a learning curve for me, Dean. Um, I do think there's a bit of an inconsistency there. Well, it's a yellow card, the first one. Um, Stopping a promising attack, although normally they they get booked for that one, players, when it's in your own half and it's, it's it really is a stopping a promising attack you don't always see a yellow card for that but once Dean's been yellow carded he should be keeping his nose clean and staying staying out of bother but you know I think uh, what Dean's done that you see every week we actually had it to us at Kilmarnock the other night we tried to take a quick free kick boy walks across the face of the ball and blocks it uh, referee doesn't do, do, do anything with it it wasn't a yellow card he just kind of diffused the situation got on with it does he have a point, lads, about refereeing inconsistency or is that kind of clouding the issue? It's 100% correct. It's, 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 it is the thing that really annoys a lot of fans consistently is refereeing inconsistency. And he, it was a great example. He, to the letter of the law, he was quite right to be sent off. He blocked the, the free kick there. But as McKenna said... It happened to us on Wednesday night and the referees sort of went, play on again, put the ball down, just take it again. And I've seen it happen so often in other games. The f- his first yellow card, it was his first foul. It was well inside the Aberdeen half. Again, to the letter of the law, it's, it is a yellow card. I mean, we can't argue too much, but we could play again on Saturday against St Mirren mm. and St Mirren can block a free kick or get the same sort of tackle going in early on and it'll just be play on just it's okay mm. just don't do that again and carry on so fans get annoyed at this and as a fan I'm annoyed at it it's, you look at it and go that's really soft Dean should have known better but he's a young player he'll learn from mm. it he won't make such a silly mistake again I'm sure but yeah inconsistency of referees it, it's, it grates on you it really gets on your nerves it's if the laws are there to be observed. It's there to be observed for every team, yeah. not just when the referee seems to think, right? I'm just gonna, I'm going to go by the letter of the law today. I wonder if that referee will do the same thing again in his next game or the game after. Mm. I doubt it. If that had happened at Ibrox or Parkhead, 
would he have been sent off for that? If that had been a Rangers or Celtic player, would he have been sent off for such a soft thing? I'm gonna. I've got a pound in my pocket. Says no. Uh, it's it's like um, interesting. You touch on refereeing inconsistency there because look at Lewis Ferguson's um, incident in the Kilmarnock game right at the death when Aberdeen got that penalty kick. If that hadn't been against Kilmarnock, if that had been against Rangers or Celtic away from home, would it have been given? I doubt it. Yeah, I think not. And I think again, it just comes back to it is the consistency, right? So. What really frustrates me, I have a couple of pals who are actually referees at a lower level, and then mm. when you ask them about things, it's task. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. And, but when you ask them about things, they say, well, it's down to the referee's discretion. And that is the phrase that I hate the most because it, as a player, when you walk onto the park, you should know, right, if I do this, this is the result of it. And it shouldn't be, well, if I do this, it's the result if it's that referee. But then if it's this other referee, but then on this particular day, then it's this result. You need to know what the result of something is. That was a tactical foul, the first one that Dean Campbell made. And he was, you know, clearly he wasn't trying to go for the ball. So I can understand why it's a yellow. One for the team. Some, yeah, sometimes you have to do that. But again, sometimes that isn't a yellow. So it's really frustrating. You need to know whether or not that one is. And the phase of play right before that, I believe the ball was cleared out of the box after uh, a free kick. And the, the phase of play before that, Conor McLennan was caught late. Um, quite, you know, a, a nasty tackle, but a sore one um, kind of on the halfway line by the county player. And that wasn't a booking. And in fairness, I just feel if that one wasn't a booking, and that normally they do that, you know, that one had happened in the 70th minute, it probably was a booking, it's the referee trying to manage the game. So if that one isn't, then I just feel like he could have got off with not booking Dean Campbell in that scenario, because again, it is one of those that kind of rides the line of sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And then the second one, again, I feel as though, first of all, everyone's talking about Dean Campbell's inexperience. Where's the experienced player walking up to Dean Campbell and saying, don't block that free kick, you're on a, on a yellow? You know, sometimes you need that yeah. as well. So it's, it's. I think there was some, there was some criticism on social media that was levelled at Dean Campbell that was like pretty bad on Saturday. You know, not naming names because I don't actually know who they were. Sometimes they just get retweeted on your timeline. Keyboard warriors. But yeah, there's someone saying Dean Campbell should be ashamed of himself. Like, all right, it's a football game and he got sent off. Calm down. But basically, yeah. Look again, as Kenny said, by the letter of the law, those are two bookings. But you never, you don't see them always given. So that's what's really frustrating. If you always seen them given, then fair enough. But it's just getting that consistency and knowing. If I do this, this is the result of it. If I do this, this yeah. is a yellow card. I know it's a cliche, but imagine Scott Brown did both of those in the same game. All I'm saying, you might not even see a single yellow if Scott Brown's on I think I've seen him do both of those at Pataudry. You know, so it's just, I know that's a cliche and he's not the only one, but because we've seen a Kilmarnock happen and the player didn't get booked. So it's just really frustrating when you don't know what the result of what you're going to do is. You know, you know if you take out a man when you're the last man, that's a red card. Mm but then sometimes it isn't. So it's like, you know, how how do you define something? The referee's discretion is the phrase I hate the most in the world. Yeah, maybe, Kenny, the the keyboard warriors that are very brave tapping away on their keyboards, that are having a go at uh, Dean Campbell, maybe they should take a step back and just think, the lad's only 18, he was perhaps a little bit naive in sticking his foot out. He won't do that again. He needs the fans' support and backing he doesn't need to be, you know, kicked from pillar to post on, on Twitter because he, he's a terrific young talent. He is a fantastic talent. Um, the keyboard warriors, as you put it, um, I think an awful lot of it to do on Saturday with the social media backlash was frustration. I mean, mm. it, it was a frustration and he took a little bit of flack. The one thing I've actually taken from social media over the last few days is everybody's taken a little bit of flack just now. Um, the team's taken it, the manager's taken it. Um, 
Dave McDermott's taking on Red TV. The chairman's getting blasted a little bit as well. Yeah. And it seems, I mean, before long, the, the pie sellers mm. will be getting blamed for it. The mascot should be chucked out. Everything should get, get rid of the flag bearers. Everything should go. I think when fans get frustrated, nobody is out with the firing line. Yeah. But I think sometimes if some of these fans have put some of these comments up, if you were to ask them today, they're probably going to hang their heads and say, yeah, Dean Campbell again. Nice young lad, yeah. we need to support him. And the Red Army will be there to support him. He's he's a good lad and the, the fans are there. They're delighted he was in. I mean, when he was mentioned again, he was in the team again on Saturday. A lot of fans were fantastic, brilliant. So he'll get the support. He'll get the support. The Red Army's not not got rid of him yet. We're, we're there behind him. No, absolutely, absolutely. So the home defeat by County on Saturday, a real dent to the Don's hopes of clinching third place in the Premiership. They've sp- slipped to fourth now but what is a concern is that Aberdeen have now lost their last four home league games here's Reds winger Niall McGinn to be honest it's just been uh, frustrating for everyone I think uh, we're just happy we're, we're obviously still in the cup and I think it's just been frustrating for us that we sort of these, these home games we've, we've always been a good side at home and teams have always obviously struggled to come here and go out of the points and I think uh, we definitely need to get back to winning West sooner or later in the league the, the games are, are running out and uh, there's been chances for us to obviously try and open up a gap and close the, close the gap on Motherwell, which we did. And, uh, it's just these opportunities that we're obviously we're not going to get too many more opportunities to, to obviously try and open that gap and get back into third place and, and sort of open that gap up from the rest. So we need to get back to winning ways as quickly as possible. Lads, um, Pitodri used to be a real fortress, so to be hit by four home league losses in succession, how big a worry is that? Pretty big worry, and on top of that, you know, it, there's the results side, but then there's also the fact that um, football clubs live on getting people through the gate and getting season tickets, and that is a lot less likely to happen if people think that what they're going to go and see at Pataudry is what they've been seeing for the last few months, because it's like mostly draws, losses, and when it's a win, it's not even a particularly entertaining win. So that is going to be a whole lot of worry for a whole lot of different reasons. The, the big thing first is to start getting the results, and then you know, kind of getting a little bit nicer looking football can maybe follow. Again, there's been, there has been probably the fair share of misfortune for a while. You know, you look at the red card um, in this game, you look at some decisions that have happened in other games, you look at, you know, sometimes there's been goals that Aberdeen have lost to where the ball just falls to a striker and it's like, you know, nine times out of ten, that doesn't fall where it fell. That happens in football and um, normally you need to be good enough to kind of get past those. It's not like Aberdeen in the few years before that weren't getting past those types of issues so you know it's uh, very worrying if it's something that can be turned around you know because again you look at that squad you ask people who are neutral you ask people who support other clubs in Scotland they say yeah Aberdeen have a squad that should be finishing third um, so it's just getting the best out of that squad again and I still think there's a confidence issue I know people thought that you know a few games, you know, the win against Hamilton, the close one against Celtic, and then winning against Kilmarnock was going to bring that confidence back. I don't think that was long enough and a big enough stretch to properly get that confidence back. And now they're going to need to work hard for another couple of games to try and get that confidence really back. And when it is back, that's when you start to build runs together. But it's just a little bit, um, I would say, too easy for heads to go down probably at the moment and also on top of that again a big run of games at the moment so you have those issues of people being tired when you get back to one game every weekend and you maybe don't have as many midweeks that might make it a little bit easier as well Yeah, Kenny you can understand the fans booing again can't you? you can understand the frustration because the bottom line surely is that yes 
Dean Campbell got sent off. Yes, Aberdeen had a, a really grueling schedule of games, you know, including extra time down at Kilmarnock, long journey home, etc., etc. But even with 10 men, you would expect Aberdeen to be able to beat at home a side that is ninth. Yes, that's the, that's the short answer. Yes is the answer. Um, there's lots of things to be taken. I mean, you come up with a lot of things there, Lewis. The one thing I would say also as well as being a downside for us this season has been injuries. We seem to have had a lot of injuries. And I think we missed Ojo on Saturday. We yes. missed him on uh, Wednesday as well, but um, we definitely missed him. I was hoping he would be back on Saturday, but uh, we missed him there. Um, so that doesn't help. Consistency... Um, the one thing I would take from this season is our inconsistency and part of that I take down to our team because we never seem to have a settled side we seem to have this player in one week and then he's gone the next and he doesn't come in for another few games and he's back in the next time again I mean Devlin's in for a few games he's out again for a while um, McGeoch is in and then he's out and he's in and he's out it's like the hokey-cokey going on at Pitozzi at times yeah it <laughs> is <laughs> I beat you to it um, so that's what gets me we never seem to just have a settled side a lot of people have said to me over the last few weeks is that we're now okay, January, February we're well into the season we've now got five games before the split and can anybody turn around and say what our best side is? Can the manager say that? And that mm-hmm. is a lot of the fans' frustration. It's you're looking at normally we would turn around and say that that's for that's for team, and with a few players maybe moved about, but it can change consistently. And I don't think that helps the side either. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the manager. He knows far better than me. He's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. But as a fan, you're sitting down one week and you're going, "Oh right, he's out. Again. He had a cracking game last week." Oh, he's on the bench or he's again not there at all so there we go I know he hasn't had the greatest of times with the fans but Bryson I don't know was he injured on Saturday he wasn't involved in the team at all injured again not a long term one I don't think yeah I believe it was just a strain he was just kind of rested wasn't he yeah I rested I think it was two things um, a strain to the groin and it was the ankle again just a bit of swelling but Derek McInnes did say he was hoping he'd be training again this week so okay. um, I, hadn't I, suppose, heard so. I suppose you never would have started um, maybe having played some you know, I suppose it was two halves of football he ended up playing between Celtic and Kilmarnock. So, yeah, I mean, again, a lot of injuries, as you mentioned. And, yeah, I couldn't name who the best 11 is. I couldn't even name what the best formation is at the moment. Do you go with two strikers? Do you go with one? What do you go with? Mm. And then there's going to be even more issues when you have, say, Greg Lee comes back because then Andrew Cancelline has been one of the better players. But you probably want Greg Lee in there in terms of the attacking fullback. But then which of the centre-backs do you drop? Because... In fairness, Ash Taylor has been better than Scott McKenna, but they're not going to drop Scott McKenna. So then does Constantine get dropped? Do you not bring mm. Wrigley back into the team? And then, you know, the midfield's a whole other thing. You have two good players in Ojo and McGeoch, but I'm not convinced that you get enough attacking force when you play them both together. And as you say, I, I definitely agree that we missed McGeoch because... Uh, not McGeoch, Ojo. Um, no offence, McGeoch, but Ojo, you know... He just has really come into a game in the last few, and then that shows. You know, he had he came in and then had an injury for three months. Um, that didn't help because there would have been some results that in that time that Ojo was out, that Aberdeen lost or drew, that would have been better if Ojo had been playing. I, I believe because I do think that just as a a passer of the ball, there's no one better in that squad than him. Yeah, let's lighten things now. Let's move on and take a look at the rest of this weekend's matches. It's. Uh, Predictor time. Now, I was hoping this would cheer me up after Saturday's result, but no. Uh-uh. Um, on um, re-updating the uh, table, uh, here's the updated one. Um, Andrew 
uh, is on 115 points. He got two at the weekend. Dave Mack, four behind him on 111 points. He also got two. Uh, Allen's on 105. He just got the one. Uh, Mike is on 98. He got two points. Red Army, 89. You just got the one. Oh, old boy. We'll run over the scores in just a sec, Kenny. Um, and I got one, so I am propping up everybody else. I am cut adrift. I'm, you know, I think relegation's almost certain for me. I, I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. Um, I'm on 81 points, so I'm miles off the pace. Talk about people under pressure. That's that's me right there. Maybe the debate. <laughs> There's a Galloway soon, out again. Yeah, maybe, maybe the debate will soon turn from you know um, Dexit to whatever the my version would be. Dexit. 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 Dave. 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 Well, I was going to go with Galloway. Galloway. Out, so get. Just Galloway. That's it. No, who cares? Yeah, let's keep it simple. Yeah, yeah, simple. Yeah, it's Galloway. Getting confusing here. Galloway out. Uh, they'll be protesting outside with the placards. Um, <laughs> That'll just be me and Alan. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Well, we'll start. We'll start with Aberdeen. We won't dwell on it to any great extent. Uh, it was two-one to Ross County. Um, I went for three-nil. Uh, Kenny went for. 2-2 St Mirren Hearts that was scheduled for Friday that was postponed of course because of the uh, wild weather the west of Scotland getting it particularly badly um, I went for uh, 1-0 Kenny went for 2-1 to Hearts to the games that actually did um, take place on Saturday firstly Hamilton nil, Motherwell nil. ooh that sounded like an, like an exciting one um, I went for 2-1 and uh, Kenny, you went for uh, 2-0, but um, a, re- a real battle going on, going on at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, uh, between uh, Hearts and Hamilton just now. Um, I'm going to stick my neck out. I'm going to say Hearts are going to survive. I know a lot of people uh, disagree with that, but I, I, I still think there's... You mentioned, I think, in last week's podcast, are they too big a club to go down? I just think they're going to be able to pull it out. I mm-hmm. hope they survive. I hope they survive. Yeah, for the for the sake of Scottish football, you want you want the big clubs to to stay up, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but then you also want the moment of watching Hearts get relegated. So who who knows? <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I mean, basically, you look at it at the moment. The last few seasons, you've seemed to have like that one team who were just doing dreadfully. So everyone else was just trying to avoid the relegation playoff. Last season it was Dundee, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, this season it just seems everyone's capable of picking up points and mm. no one's very consistent but you know the other teams down there you're looking at Hamilton Hamilton are always good for a point every now and again and then you've got St Mirren and you've got Ross County you know they're showing that they can pick up results as well um, yeah I agree that I just have this hunch that Hearts aren't going to go down maybe they'll go into the playoff and then I feel in the playoff they would end up winning but you know, probably beating Arbroath because Arbroath are doing fantastic. Yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, I just don't know who's going to finish bottom because there's just so much capability in those other teams down there to pick up points. I mean, uh, just a few months ago, we were speaking about St. Johnson possibly being down there. Look at them now. They're fighting for top six, never mind trying to avoid relegation. So you just never know what's going to happen in the next month or so. Um, so it, but that makes it entertaining. When you don't know what's going to happen, it's fantastic. Every game means something. So it's really, really exciting. Yeah, um, Hibs won, Livingston won, perhaps a bit of a surprise. Uh, I went for 2-0 Hibs. Uh, Kenny, you went for uh, 3-1 to Hibs. But um, at least Hibs are, you know, they're consistently picking up points now, aren't they? Yeah, ever since Jack Ross took over, yeah. it's, he's, he's turned it around. Um, he's done very well since he took over. And you've, you've gone from Hibs being really in the bottom half of the table. And now is it they're four points behind us? In the league, if I remember right, I think they're four points. So, and we've got them 
in a couple of weeks' time as well. So that's going to be a big game for us. Uh, but no, Hibs, they're doing really quite well just now. Yeah. Yeah, and almost, I mean, you said surprising, but I mean, I suppose the only surprising thing about Livingston for that is that they did it away from home. Um, if it had been the opposite way around, you're always expecting Livingston to give people yeah. a difficult game. Their difficulty has been doing something away from home. Um, but still, doesn't, yeah, doesn't Livingston really deserve their credit as well? I mean, they're right there alongside Hibs, kind of pushing um, Motherwell and Aberdeen. So that's, again, another battle that's interesting. The only battle that's not interesting right now is the title race. I'm sure we'll come to that. Oh, yes. I mean, I say the title race, there isn't one. No. But <laughs> everywhere else on the table is very, very competitive. And uh, yeah, Hibs and Livingston kind of define that. A good result probably for Aberdeen that while they did, I mean, that's the thing though for Aberdeen as well. If they had just held on, not conceded that Bailey Mackay goal, the table stays the same. Everyone would have drawn that we're battling for that, that third spot. But actually, Aberdeen then regress a point. But again, it is better than if Hibs had won or Livingston had won, or especially if Motherwell mm-hmm. had won. So um, yeah, but another good game. And again, you see that Hibs definitely improving. I still think they'll be thinking, all right, now we need to set a marker. Next season, those are the games they win. Um, but certainly those are two teams who are on the up as well. And um, I'm just frustrated that FA Ambrose didn't score against Hibs. That would have been delightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been very interesting. Okay, on to Sunday then. Uh, St. Johnson 2, Rangers 2. i talk about Stevie May. This is what, yeah, this is what I'm waiting yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went for 3-1 Rangers. Uh, Kenny went for uh, 2-1 uh, Rangers. But... Um, is is that it done and dusted now? I think it is, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's over for Rangers now. Um, the the title race ended on Sunday, um, and the, to be honest, there was just that little glimmer of hope, and it was snuffed out completely on Sunday. Ever since uh, their fantastic win at Parkhead when they thought they'd won the title, um, they have been on a slippery slope. Um, their their cycle has gone, and, mm. and basically, it's to become a class above them. Just to use somebody else's words, yeah. um, they have just <laughs> dropped. Who said that? <laughs> Class above. Uh, they have uh, just yeah. stuttered completely, um, and I don't know. I don't know what's happened to them. Uh, I'm not really that fussed, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, the race is over. With Celtics walked it again, and I think what Rangers have now got to do if they're really looking to stop Rangers is now start thinking of next season. Yeah, is it is it a case of Rangers haven't been able to handle the heat because, like Kenny has touched upon there, um, they went into the uh, the break, the the winter break, on a real high. If they'd won their game in hand, they would have gone top of the league, and and they've just kind of fallen away, haven't they? Yeah, I would say there's one again. If we're going to talk about injuries, I'll give them their June. So there was a couple of injuries in the middle part there. Again, when you spend as much money on a squad as they do, that shouldn't be an excuse. But I will give them that they had some injuries. Um, but on top of that, there are a few players in that team who are cracking under the pressure. Who before Christmas were playing fantastically, and suddenly their forms dropped. That's because they're just not winners. You see the difference between Celtic and Rangers yesterday. Celtic went behind to Kilmarnock, and they come back and they win, and they win comfortably. Rangers go behind to St Johnston they bring it back they're winning and then they concede again um, and the big the big thing for Rangers I, I watched that game yesterday the big thing was that the centre-backs there's just no confidence to be had in them especially Katic but Goldson's not much better and um, you know Katic got bullied by Callum Hendry for the first yes. goal and then at the second one he heads it straight down to Stevie May and that one's slightly harsher on Katic and I don't think he'd be getting blamed if he didn't almost cost them the first one but again it's not defending the corner well enough Attacking, I don't think it's that bad going to Perth and scoring two goals. Yes, you might have wanted a few more, but two should be enough to win in Perth if you defend properly as a team like Rangers who have a backline like they do. And um, 
it just didn't happen. And again, though, full credit to St. Johnston, um, who have really, really turned things around in the last couple months. And uh, I always felt like you looked at their front line, often they'd play two strikers and you could tell there was a lot of, if there's anything that people would credit Stevie May with when he was at Aberdeen, it was his hard work. Yeah, and never basically, stopped. whoever he plays up front next to has a similar work ethic. They run, they run, they run, they, they do all that hard work. The problem was scoring some goals. And now Callum Hendry, I think he's got eight for the season. He's added that to it. So that is what's really mm. helped St. Johnston Johnston now and they've had, they've had some injuries yeah. as well you know because I could say well Rangers have struggled because Ryan Jack had some injuries you look at the midfield for St Johnston they're missing Murray Davidson right now um, and basically they had a midfield three that was doing really well for a while and right now Ali McCann's the only of those three that's actually fit yeah. and they're still managing um, so really good, good credit to St Johnston and finally Celtic three Kilmarnock one um as we've just mentioned, uh, Kilmarnock took the lead through Eamon Brophy, early doors, Celtic came back with a comfortable win. I went for 4-0, Kenny, you went for uh, 3-0, but you know, they've they've just got what it takes. It, it seems to be in the genes at Celtic. They, they know what they need to do. They know how to win a match. They know how to find a way to win a match. That's the mark of a, a, a championship winning side, isn't That's it? That's the mark of champions. When they beat Aberdeen a few weeks ago, I mean, Aberdeen... They ground it out, don't they? They, they, they? they ground it out. I remember when Aberdeen won championships and things in years ago, because I do remember that. Um, Aberdeen yes. didn't... We didn't win every game 5-0. Lewis Everybody, Cant is uh, too young. Unfortunately <laughs> not. Young pop. <laughs> anyway. But, but everybody seems to think, and Alex Ferguson side uh, with Aberdeen, we were winning every game 4-5-6-0. Teams came to Pataudry, and we ground out results against teams as well, because you would go to places like Motherwell or something like that. They didn't exactly just attack, they defended, so we, we won the odd game 1-0, 2-1, beat St Johnston, Aberdeen 1-0, things like that. It, it all comes to grinding out results, and that's what Celtic can do. They've got players that can turn games, um, like so I'll just mention his name, Ryan Christie, who I still wish it was at Aberdeen. Oh, yes. When you, you've got players like that in teams that can just turn things, uh, on, they can just turn things in minutes. Uh, so, yeah, that's why Celtic will win the championship. And unless Rangers do some heavily investing, in the summer they'll win next year's one as well yeah money that they don't actually have yeah yeah. and you look at the parallels actually we talked about injuries you know Ryan Jack was the one that was missing for a while for Rangers there was no Scott Brown yesterday for Celtic and they found a way yeah Um, and you know on top of that they get their goals and you know you mentioned back when Aberdeen were were winning trophies that they weren't doing um, you know everything 4-0 5-0 and again while I wasn't around that point I know enough to know that was built on a very solid defence and um, Celtic for a while at the start of the season didn't seem to have that solid defence that they had for a while so what does Neil Lennon do he changes the formation he protects it a little bit and suddenly that's doing a lot better Rangers almost don't have that option at the moment how are you going to go with three centre-backs when you barely can have confidence in picking two of them and on top of that they don't really have all the other positions built in a way they can do that so they've almost built themselves into a bit of a hole because Steven Gerrard has bought players in they all play to this one system this one formation and now it's not working they're a little bit tricky where they're going what, what do we do now because we can't change this around all that much um, but yeah mark the champions in Celtic where they come from behind they win they don't even make it look that difficult and um, yeah, there's no way I mean because again Rangers have a game in hand so they, what, they can take it back to nine points they then have two other game old firm games they'd have to win both of them and they still be three points off of Celtic and you're not convinced at this point that Celtic will drop any. if they were to lose both Old Firm games you're not convinced they would drop points in any other game no. um, and again that would also mean Rangers winning every other game there's no way it's changing I just can't see it happening unless something absolutely crazy happens yeah. even, even if Rangers were to beat the 
Celtic both times. You said it puts them only three points behind. I still see Rangers dropping points. Yeah. I don't see Celtic yeah. as you said. I don't see him. I don't see Celtic uh, dropping any of their points. But I do see Rangers dropping points because the big games aren't necessarily the issue for Rangers at the moment. They beat Braga in midweek. You know, it's it's that's of these games against St Johnston where they just can't seem to deal with teams sitting in and defending against them, counter attacking a little bit, and um, set pieces are a big one as well. You know, look at the, the goal they conceded the second one to St Johnston yesterday. They don't defend them well enough. So yeah, I mean, and I also I, there was a, a stat yesterday that came up while I was watching the game. Rangers haven't scored, and I don't know how they count this. Rangers haven't scored a single goal from a cross apparently, which I don't think. That counts as like a cutback, you know. A cutback, they've certainly scored plenty of them, but a cross into a head, a corner, a free kick apparently they're not really scoring from those. And wow. um, now that must have been in between a certain point of time mm. because obviously, if you go back, I think that might have been from the winter break. Because if you go back to the one Katic scored at Celtic Park, that was a corner. So I can only imagine that that either must be from open play for the entire season or that is from the winter break. But again, that goes back to them being a little bit one dimensional, they can't quite find the same way of scoring if Fred Morales isn't playing well what they do um, Florian Camberi came on yesterday had a very good game got a goal and an assist but when the defence isn't doing their job then that's not going to matter Yeah. Just before we go guys just to wrap things up next up Aberdeen Scottish Cup quarterfinal away to St Mirren on Saturday a pivotal match in the campaign are the Dons going to do the business? Yes they are um, I think they'll have got another rocket up their backside for McInnes uh, this week the tired aspect you cleaned that one up yeah. <laughs> from what Conzi said um, <laughs> <laughs> but basically um, they've had a week to prepare they should be well rested um, going down to St Mirren's a bit of a happy hunting ground for I think Aberdeen uh, maybe not so much this season but no. uh, we've done quite well down there in the past well we've drawn twice down at St Mirren this year nil nil this season I think uh, at the start I, of the season Aberdeen lost there in, in, in August the, it was, in August uh, and when we Ilkay drew Dermis Dermis yeah. the winning goal so but yes I think we don't this is our one chance I think this season to do something third place I would quite happily accept fifth place in a cup I would take fifth or sixth in a cup yeah absolutely yeah that, that's absolutely. it uh, so I think the one thing Aberdeen should focus on now is a cup and we're going to win I'm going to say we're going to win quite easily 2-0 uh, Lewis are Aberdeen going to do the business? I would like to think so. Um, again, you, you talk about Aberdeen having a lot of games leading up to Ross County and then being tired. Well, St Mirren, of course, had their game cancelled. So then they're going to come into the game having been, what, about two weeks since they'd played? They, well, they were midweek. They were the Tuesday last week. So they maybe have a bit too much time between games and that sometimes can't help either. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects both teams. Um, but again, yeah, Aberdeen have mostly fully fit squad to pick from you know I don't think Dean Campbell will be suspended for that one I think it's just the premiership he'd be suspended for uh, Ojo hopefully back Bryson hopefully back so you're starting to have a good squad to pick from again when you don't know what your best team is that makes it a little bit more difficult but yeah I just get that feeling that feeling in the cup at the moment where even though it's going to be difficult sometimes they'll find a way so I think it's going to be 1-0 might even be an extra time but I'll say they'll do that in 90 and I have a feeling that there's just going to be Sam Cosgrove getting a, finally getting a goal from open play again I, I, he's got to get it at some point and um, I'm not convinced that he was you know just a, a, his form lasted for too long for it to have just been some kind of hot streak that's never going to come back he has the quality to do it again and it's just a chance seems to fall to him I can't remember too many chances he's missed in the last few games that's not really been the problem it's uh, just been getting him the chances and hopefully with a fully fit midfield to pick from they'll be able to supply those for him 
Okay, uh, let's uh, draw a line under things there. My thanks to Lewis Mickey and Kenny Carl. I'm Dave Galloway, and this has been the Red Review. North Zone One Red Review. 